Welcome to the Being Well Between Cultures podcast. I'm Katerina and I am so happy and grateful you are here with me today to officially launch this podcast and to keep building a global intercultural well-being community together. Both of these things have been dreams I've had for many, many years, and they are finally coming true. I am so excited. To get to this moment, though, I have faced and overcome a lot of challenges and fears at many levels. And so thank you to everyone who has been supporting me along the way. Thank you for being here today to take this big plunge and go on this adventure with me. And thank you so much for choosing to spend a few minutes of your day here with me. Are you ready for this? I am. Let's go. Vamos. C'est parti. Receiving shockingly sad or bad news fills our minds with worrisome thoughts, breaks our hearts, and crushes our souls. When this happens while you are living abroad, far away from loved ones who need you to comfort them and who can comfort you back, This awful experience can become even more distressful. The geographical, physical distance feels very hard in those moments. Have you already experienced or are experiencing this kind of pain? This episode is about that and some of the things we can do to navigate through these painful experiences with a little more peace in our minds and hope in our hearts. The news that I was dreading came early in the morning. He passed away at the hospital around 4 a.m. I could hear it in my dad's voice. His heart was broken, and so was mine. A year ago tomorrow, January 24th, 2022, my dear uncle Fernando, Tio Fernandi, as I call him, left this world shortly after he started battling extremely aggressive cancer. Now, Tio Fernandi was a remarkably unique soul with whom I shared a very special bond. He had many things in common with me, like the experience of being international students in Europe. He went to Romania in the 1970s, and I went to France in the early 2000s. We also shared a love of seafood and traditional Ecuadorian food. He knew the best spots and loved taking me there for lunch whenever I was visiting my hometown, Quito. And we both loved Bulgarian sunflower seed halva. Now, this is a delicacy that is very hard to find in Ecuador. So anytime I went back to visit, I made sure I brought some halva for Tio Fernandi. And it made him so happy. Tio Fernandi also used to message me very often to check in and see how I was doing or simply to make me smile with some funny video that usually involved doggies. So we both had doggies at home and loved talking about our furry babies. He was, uh, as we say in Spanish, pendiente de mí. Now this concept of estar pendiente de alguien has no exact translation in English, at least that I know of. And if you do Uh, know or have a a better translation than the one that I'm going to give you, send me a message. I would love to know. So I would say that the equivalent in English of uh, estar pendiente de alguien is to keep an eye on someone with, with a lot of care and love. 
to keep someone on your radar, so to speak, to think of them often and reach out often to get their news and, you know, just know how they're doing. Um, and when you live abroad or away from a place that feels like home and also away from the people you love, these people who, you know, stay in touch with you through the years and the miles are your VIPs, your very important people, your dearest people. They help us maintain and nurture the connection with that place that we're no longer at and the people who we left behind. They make us feel seen. They make us feel cared for, included. In a way, I think they make us feel like we still belong, even though we are miles away or have been gone for years. And so Tio Fernandi was one of my VIPs, and I love him very much. So the shock of losing that sense of connection and support that I got through him, that expression of unconditional love that he always gifted me, was very painful for me. I really have missed him a lot this year. And I know that he would be very proud of me and think that it's awesome that I'm doing a podcast to connect with and support people who, like us, make the very brave decision to experience life in a different country. I know that he will definitely listen to it and that he will text me often to ask, ¿Cómo le va con su podcast, Catita? How are things going with your podcast, Catita? Is the nickname that a lot of my relatives have too <laughs> for me. And so to honor Tio Fernandi and how deeply he touched my life, I decided to launch Being Well Between Cultures today, the anniversary of the last day of his life on earth. And I'm dedicating this first episode to him. This one's for you, Tio Fernandi, with all the love and gratitude that I feel for you. Now, who are those people for you? The people who are pendientes de ti who keep an eye on you no matter where you are. Think of them for a minute. Send love and gratitude their way. Text them, call them, hug them if you can. Let them know you think and care about them too. Be that person too for the people you love. It won't take you that long and you do have time for this. Now the loss of Tio Fernandi felt like a real tsunami of emotions for me. It was an enormous wave that threw me in all directions and took away my ability to focus and drain my mental, physical, and emotional energy. It was really rough. Are you or someone you love going through a similar experience? I know it's very hard and very painful. So I'm sending you a hug through these words and thoughts. And remember, lighter and brighter days will come. They came for me and they will come for you too. They will to support you along the way while we wait for these lighter and brighter days to come or to actually bring them in. I'd like to share with you a few of the things that helped me find solace and comfort and touch solid ground again after being deeply shaken by the loss and, and grief of my uncle uh, passing away. Um, and I'm going to give you things that work for me at three levels. So physical, for the body, um, emotional and mental so for your mind so let's start with the body so for the body obviously you're uh, gonna think this is pretty obvious but it's a good reminder uh, for anyone including myself um, physical activity and how important this is to maintain our well-being 
And this is not a new idea, just a friendly reminder of something you already know, but it can hurt. I fall off the wagon of physical activity very often. In fact, this is a reminder that I very much need right now in my life. Um, and so why is physical activity so important for our well-being? So it helps you shift your mental focus. Like where are your thoughts going? Uh, and when you do physical activity, the mind goes from focusing on thinking to focusing on moving. And while you're doing these, you know, you're also helping your body recharge some of that drained energy. Um, you're helping it flush out toxins and in general, it just keeps things in your body functionally, uh, functioning optimally or as well as possible. So pick something you enjoy and do it regularly. When I was going through this uh, really hard time last year, I picked up hot Pilates and it was very new to me. Uh, it was something that I saw uh, advertised uh, not far from where I live and it was winter. So taking a long walk outdoors to kind of have that physical activity, which is something I love, like just walking outdoors, uh, going to a park and going for a long walk. Well, that wasn't really the most pleasant activity to do in the winter. It was very, very cold. And I say that, but you know, like even on cold days, going outside for a breath of fresh air can make a very big difference in the way we're feeling in our body. So I was doing a little bit of that as well, but I focus mostly on hot Pilates and I love going to these classes because it really allowed me to shift my focus from, you know, how sad I was and all of the things that were coming, which I will talk about some more later when we're talking about um, some of the things that helped me for my mindset and my mental well-being. And so when I went to class, I just went to class and I focused on on learning you know, how to do the moves, hot Pilates and how I was feeling. And it was really making me feel a lot better. You know, I was starting to feel like I really needed to go to these classes and was enjoying so much that I looked forward to going to these classes. So going back to pick something you enjoy, whatever that might be, do it regularly. And on days you're just not feeling it, remember this. Any amount of movement is better than no movement. So five minutes of physical activity is better than zero minutes of physical activity. The other thing that helped me a lot during this time uh, were the backflower remedies. And these are remedies for emotional support. It's a balancing tool. I started using them three years ago and they have made a huge difference in my life and how I experience it, especially, especially when things get rough. So to put it simply, these are natural essences that contain healing properties of 38 flowers, plants, and trees, and they work on the energy vibrations of emotions to balance them out and then restore inner peace. So while I grieved my loss, I use them to balance out the intensity of some of the emotions that were coming up um, often. And so, for example, there was this profound sadness from not being there, you know, in Ecuador to say goodbye to Tio Fernandi and from missing his presence in my life every day since he left. 
the shock from how quickly and intensely these things happened and from losing him so unexpectedly. There was, of course, also a lot of guilt for not being there physically to support our family and friends to be nearby in these really challenging moments and for not doing more to help, or at least that's how I felt, right? And so there was guilt coming up. There was anger too, because at some moments I felt like I wasn't receiving the support I needed from my family and friends. Um, there was worry and stress. I started worrying about the well-being and the health of my other loved ones, of my parents in particular. And my mind was starting to get a lot of negative, worst case scenario, what if? You know, what if they get sick? What if they, you know, uh, also die unexpectedly and I can't be there? Um, it was it was terrible to have all of those thoughts come up. And then there was some more guilt for all the time that he was taking me to get it together and for putting things on the back burner over and over, you know, and telling myself that I'll get them done when I feel better. And so there was a lot of things coming up and the 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 back flower remedies really helped me with that. I was taking a um, personal uh, mix with some of the essences that are used for the specific emotions that I was feeling. And they really helped me a lot. Like the, the times when I felt like I needed to just restore inner peace so that I could feel you know, more calm in my mind, in my heart, more clarity of thought and just focus on some things that I wanted to do or needed to do, this is what the essences were helping me with. And so I know I gave you a very quick uh, explanation of what they are and how they work, but no worries. I am planning to have an episode where I talk about in detail about the batch flower remedy system and how it works. But for now, know that if this is resonating with you and you are starting to feel interested in trying them, I offer one-on-one -on -one emotional well-being consultations to help you select essences according to your current emotional well-being needs and create a customized mix to support you through whatever it is that you are going through and is feeling a little too heavy to carry by yourself. So send me a direct message on Instagram at uh, Coach Katerina Salas and uh, we can take it from there. Okay, and so now we're moving on to the mind. Super important to pay attention and care for our mental well-being, especially when we're going through really rough experiences. So I want to share uh, a quote that I came across a few years ago and that I use as a mental well-being tool to help me navigate times of big changes, tough transitions, and hard goodbyes. It's from Dr. Seuss, an American author of children's books, and it goes, Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. And so this quote really, you know, has a very powerful effect on my mind. It lifts my spirits by shifting the focus of my thoughts, the way I think about a situation that I'm experiencing. And in the specific experience that I've been talking about, the, the, the loss of Tio Fernandi and, and grieving that, when my thoughts started to go from, I am sad and mad that I no longer have this person in my life, to I am happy and grateful for what I got to experience with this person while they were in my life, things really started feeling lighter in my heart. 
and calmer in my mind as well. So remember this one. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Tio Fernandez's life on earth happened. The smiles, the conversations, and the shared love for seafood, Bulgarian halva, and doggies happened. Our special uncle and niece connection happened. Feeling seen and loved by him happened. And I am so happy and grateful I got to experience all of that with him. And my heart is smiling. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, may life flow in the best possible way for you and every one of us. I'm Katerina and this was the Being Well Between Cultures podcast. Please leave a review, let me know what is resonating the most with you and click share to help me touch another person's life. Mm-hmm.